All right, a very good Sunday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Stephen Trom. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Marlins fall to the Reds yesterday, 6-5. to five. It was uh, an up-and-down affair. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice, the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, I think that ball game is uh, its one the boys are going to say stings a little bit this afternoon. Had to race Sandy Alcantara on the mound. Went back and forth all afternoon long. Sandy gives up a three-run homer in the fifth inning. Marlins continued to battle back. They hit a couple of home runs this afternoon. They take the lead in the bottom of the seventh. But then the Reds get three off of Sandy Alcantara in the top of the eighth inning. And, uh, man, the Marlins had a chance in the bottom of the ninth inning as well. They loaded the bases. They had the tying run in scoring position with one out. That was uh, Luis Arise who snapped an 0-11 in the bottom of the ninth inning. But, uh, well, the Marlins leave him loaded this afternoon in the bottom of the ninth. Alexis Diaz collects his ninth save of the season. And, again, I just think it's a ball game that the Marlins are going to look back on and say that that, that one hurts a little bit. Uh, you know, your ace is on the mound. Marlins had an early one nothing lead. Reds got three in the fifth, but they didn't stop. They battled back. Marlins take a 4-3 to three lead in the seventh inning. Uh, but then the Reds got three in the eighth off of Sandy, whose up-and-down start to 2023 continues. The Marlins had their opportunity there in the ninth, and uh, with the bases loaded in two outs, Yuli Gurriel came to the plate to face Alexis Diaz. And before Diaz could even throw him a pitch, Gurriel was assessed a uh, clock violation. The count was nothing and one. Ultimately strikes out on a slider in this ballgame. Ends in a 6-5 to five win for the Cincinnati Reds, who have now won the first two games in this series. For the Reds, six runs, eight hits, no errors, four men left on base. And for the Miami Marlins this afternoon, five runs, nine hits, no errors. They leave 11 men on base. Ian Jibbo's your winner. He's now 3-0 for the Cincinnati Reds. Sandy Alcantara's the loser. He's now 1-4. Lexus Diaz with his ninth save of the season. Started this ballgame on this May the 13th Saturday afternoon in Miami. At 1.12, it finishes at 4.01. Total game time, 2 hours and 49 minutes inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park in front of 11,070 this afternoon. So uh, let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game today, and we'll, we'll wrap it up a little bit more afterwards. But the Marlins did have themselves a 1-0 lead after four innings of play in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Marlins got their first run of support thanks to Yuli Gurriel. 2-1 pitch. That is line into center field. That's a base knock with two outs for Yuli Gurriel. Flying around third is Brian De La Cruz. He's going to score. It's the Miami Marlins 1 of the Cincinnati Reds. Nothing here for the fourth. Miami Marlins 1 of the Cincinnati Reds. Nothing here for the fourth. Oh, so good. I said it twice, apparently. Uh, top of the fifth inning, the, uh, the lead was short-lived for the Marlins because Jake Fraley laid into a ball with two men on base and two outs against Alcantara in the fifth. And here is the no ball, one strike offering to Jake Fraley. He swings and hits it high in the air. This is trouble. Oh, go foul, please. This thing is hammered to right field, and it is a fair ball. You're kidding me. Jake Fraley with a three-run homer. It's Cincinnati three and Miami one here in the top of the fifth. But the Marlins would start to battle back. This was a total bullpen day for the Cincinnati Reds. Derek Law started it. Stout came in for three innings. Buck Farmer worked an inning and a third, and the Marlins got to Buck Farmer. They were down 3-1 to one going to the bottom of the sixth inning. That was until Brian De La Cruz led off the bottom of the sixth for the fish. Here's a swing and a high drive. Hit pretty well. Deep left field. Forget about it. De La Cruz is going to stand there and watch it go. Brian De La Cruz just teed off on a fastball. 
that was about chin high, and he just deposited his third home run of the season deep into the seats and left. Now it's 3-2 to two Cincinnati here in the sixth. So it was 3-2, and it would stay that way, and we went to the bottom of the seventh. Ian Jibbo came in for the Cincinnati Reds in a 3-2 game. Lucas Sims only pitched, uh, tossed one pitch in the sixth, and he relieved Buck Farmer. But anyway, 3-2, to two, bottom of the seventh inning. Joey Wendell led off. He grounded out to third, and the next man to the plate was Jazz Chisholm Jr., 3-2 to Jazz, hit in the air, pretty deep, left center field. On the move is Fraley, he's going back, he's out of the warning track, at the wall, it's gone! Jazz Chisholm Jr. ties this baby at three in the seventh. And after the Jazz homer that tied it, Jorge Soler singled, Luis Arise flew out to center, Brian De La Cruz walked, there was two aboard and there were two outs for Peyton Burdick. This will be his 21st pitch, and the 1-2 pitch is hit down the left field line. That's a base hit for Peyton Burdick. The go-ahead run is going to score here in the seventh. A throw comes into third, and out at third base is De La Cruz, but Solaire scores. Here in the bottom of the seventh inning, Peyton Burdick with two outs just came through in the clutch. A couple of runs on three hits. No errors, one man left on base. So it was four to three Marlins. We would go to the top of the eighth inning. All of a sudden, Sandy Alcantara was in line for a victory this afternoon. The first man to the plate in the eighth inning was Jonathan India. He proceeded to steal second after he walked against Alcantara, and that set the table again for Jake Fraley. Here is the 2-2 offering from Alcantara to Fraley, and that is hit on the right side. Through the hole and a base hit! India's rounding third. He's going to score! And the Reds tied this ball game at four here in the eighth. But they were, unfortunately, not done. After Alcantara struck out Steer and Stevenson, it was Henry Ramos who thought it would be a good time to do a little damage against Sandy. There's the 1-0 offering, and that is hit in the air pretty well. Center field, Jazz is going back. He's still going back. He's out of the warning track at the wall. He can't make the catch. Jazz just slammed into the chain link fence. He is down, and he is hurt. Scoring is Jake Fraley, and the Cincinnati Reds have a 5-4 lead here in the top of the eighth inning. Unfortunately, to add insult to injury, the Reds took the lead. That was the end of the afternoon for Sandy Alcantara. Jazz Chisholm Jr. was the second player to go down for the Miami Marlins today after Jesus Sanchez made a terrific diving catch to Rob Stevenson of a base hit in the first inning, but he came up limp. Uh, must be that right hamstring. Uh, we'll have more coming up in just a couple of minutes. Stephen will be back up shortly with uh, Marlins manager Skip Schumacher. But Sanchez departed in the first. Jazz gets hurt in the eighth. Sandy was done. Matt Barnes came in, and then he had to come in and face Stuart Fairchild. Here's Stuart Fairchild, and he swings and hits a ball back up the middle into center field in the base hit. Ramos is rounding third. He's going to score, and the Cincinnati Reds lead 6-4 to four here in the eighth. That's a very big insurance run for the Red Legs. And so it was 6-4 to four Cincinnati going to the bottom of the ninth inning. Leading off for the Marlins was Garrett Hampson in the place of Jazz Chisholm Jr. He struck out for out number one. But Jorge Soler walked, and he was at first base with one out in the bottom of the ninth. Marlins trailing by two for Luis Arise. First pitch to Arise is hit down the right field line to base hit. This is going to roll all the way to the wall down the right field line. Soler is flying. Meyer slips on the warning track. Soler's going to score. Now it's 6-5 to five here in the ninth.
And after the RBI double for Luis Arise, Brian De La Cruz walked. Peyton Burdick flew out to right field. Gene Segura walked. The bases were loaded, and the Marlins were trailing by two, or one rather. In the bottom of the ninth inning, the batter was Yuli Gurriel. He came to the plate, and before he could even take a pitch, he was assessed a batter violation. So the count was nothing and one on Gurriel. The Miami Marlins were down to their final out this afternoon. The bases were loaded, and there were two outs. The Marlins are trailing by one. Here in the bottom of the ninth inning, they've scored once. They've got the bases loaded. There's two outs. Gurriel is batting. Arise is at third. De La Cruz is at second. He means nothing. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Ball game's over. Gurriel just offered out a slider. And boy, I know he's darn upset by committing that violation here in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Cincinnati Reds, the Cincinnati Reds I beg your pardon, hang on to win this ball game by a final score of 6-5. to five. And for the first time this season, the Miami, the Miami Marlins have lost a one-run contest. An unfortunate day for the Marlins. They, uh, they had their chances. And uh, hear more. Maybe we'll hear from Skip and Sandy both. But Alcantara went six innings, this, or seven and two-thirds, but he allowed the six runs all learned on seven hits today. Uh, just a tough day overall for the Marlins. Uh, on the mound for the Marlins this afternoon, they do punch out 11, and that means that $275 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. And for every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated, uh, donated, excuse me, to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following this ball game Saturday afternoon, a 6-5 loss to the Cincinnati Reds breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief because especially with Jazz, looked like it could have been really bad. It's weird on Sanchez because he, um, everything that he did the last couple days checked out, like the running, the recreate, trying to recreate the injury a little bit. Um, in the weight room, the training staff, nothing can be re recreated. And then, you know, this, this happened. So it's just pretty unfortunate, but you ask him again right now and he feels okay. So it's, it's a tough one to figure out, you know, exactly what it is. So we'll probably take a picture of it and see what it looks like. But, um, yeah, those, you know, that's, it was tough to see. Great play. Um, but, you know, he's been swinging a hot bat, so that's a tough one um, to lose him right now and see how long it is. But, you know, we'll figure that out tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, Jazz, um, x-rays are negative. Uh, we'll see how he feels tomorrow. He just told me that he said he's he could play tomorrow. We'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I mean, he's had another great game today and, um, just missed that ball out in, in left center. Um, so yeah, just tough, tough day injury wise, but hopefully nothing, nothing huge, you know, we'll find out more tomorrow. As far as Sandy goes, I, I know he's probably not going to be happy with, uh, the six runs allowed, but do you feel like this is maybe a start for him where he pitched better than the final line might indicate? Yeah, I think he'd probably tell you that he wants the one pitch back of like Fraley with the slider. But other than that, Sandy pitched great. I mean, he um, was dominant as usual. Felt like he was cruising, except for that you know one Fraley slider. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I'd take Sandy out there in the eighth inning all day long again. And um, yeah, I think pro he'd probably tell you that the leadoff walk was probably the one that he'd want back as well. But um, again, I'd, I'd take Sandy out there. Um, 
over anybody and just uh, just didn't work out today. Uh, ninth inning, you guys get the base load. You have the chance to uh, complete it. Just seeing what the guys were do, able to do in the ninth to uh, get you close and basically one hit away from this being a different mood in your postgame. Yeah, I mean, it's, we would love to have walked off right there or at least tied it um, against a really good closer. I mean, Diaz has been lights out the whole year and put quality of bat after quality of bat against him, uh, especially a bunch of righties. We didn't have any lefties to, to really face him off the bench. Uh, so, you know, they did a really good job of, of fighting him. It's tough on that violation, man. Like the, I felt like the umpire made him tuck in his pocket maybe and cost him a few extra seconds. And you have to look at it again. I was trying to figure out like some bullpen stuff and I looked up and it was a violation. So I um, have to look at that, you know, one more time, but you get a, in a whole 0-1 against him. Um, it makes it even more challenging. So, you know, that that's that's the tough part of that, that about that rule. How does the approach and strategy change when they're throwing out, you know, seven relievers today? I don't think any guy went longer than three innings. How does the approach and strategy change with that? Well, you, typically relievers are two pitch pitchers, and you got to go. Uh, it's not you're not waiting. You you don't kind of see what they have, and like a starting pitcher, you kind of you know. It depends on what the game plans are, but you try to, you know, sometimes wait them out, get the pitch count up, you know, that type of thing. Um, when a reliever comes in, you want to be on the attack. And, you know, that was the game plan, you know, initially right out of the shoot. You know, Law did really good, um, you know, to start it. And you try to get them out as soon as you you can. Uh, we weren't real successful at that part of it. Um, then usually what they did, you bring in a longer type of reliever to eat up innings and then get your back in as quick as you can and, uh, you know, I thought Bell did a really good job. Uh, Dave Bell did a great job of, of um, you know, putting a matching up against our guys. But you know, we had we had some really good at bats. Jazz obviously opposite field home run was was just what we needed at the at that time, and uh, just couldn't couldn't finish it off. With Jazz and Sanchez, you know, maybe kind of day to day. How do you manage? You know, you don't want to play too short, not short-handed, but you know, let's say tomorrow. How long can you go without maybe having to make a move? Yeah, I think you find out what the what it looks like, you know, tonight after, you know, Sanchez and Jazz and um yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think you can go two guys short, um position players short. So, you know, we'll we'll talk about it more tonight and tomorrow, but I I don't think you'd anticipate going two man short. That'd be that'd be pretty challenging. There's just both of them at the plate have been doing well just not frustration, but you know, to have this kind of like maybe speed bump when they both seem to be picking up at the plate. Yeah, it's like the worst time to get injured when you feel good at the plate. And, you know, Jazz has been taking you know, some really good at-bats today. was really, really good. Uh, Sanchez has been our hottest hitter. Uh, so for that to happen, obviously, it's, it, you know, it's kind of a punch to the gut when you when that happens to the to the team and, um, and to him. So, but hopefully it's, it's not as bad as, you know, it looked and, um, but we can only find out, you know, through the through the imaging. Uh, Burdick last three games, uh, the two doubles in Phoenix, the home run yesterday, and then comes in after Sanchez makes a couple plays and right, makes a play and right gets a go ahead hit. Seeing him these last few games sort of pick up now that when now he's getting some opportunity. Yeah, he's making the most out of his opportunity, like like uh, Sanchez was doing, and you know he's he's got the ability to change the score. And that, that's that's what uh, that's why he's you know here too. It's not only you know being figuring out how to be a good hitter, but he can he can change the score. And, and when you can do that and have the ability to do that um, in one swing of the bat, you know obviously it really helps the offense go. And um, he's played a 
really nice defense today, cut off a double, uh, turned a double into a single, and um, he's made some really good catches in the outfield, so some good base running. Um, so he's, he's a good player, and if we can get him going like he is at the bat and cut the strikeouts down, then uh, took a nice walk today. So, yeah, he's, he's becoming a complete player. Two base running plays. Um, I think on the steal, Yuli doesn't go on to second. Does he kind of have to go there? And then also De La Cruz out at third so the double steals you don't have to go um you know you have plays on whether you're going to throw it to third or to second depending on the jumps it's a catcher read so typically if you're the slower guy at the trail and slower guy then um, you have to get a really good jump or a huge primary lead to make sure you get there it, to me it looked like um they had the choice because india broke in um so they were going to either go to second or third probably had the choice um the de la cruz one can't happen it's just the ball's right in front of you. Um, you know, we're honestly lucky that we scored that run. It was really, really close there with two outs. Would have loved to have Segura up uh, first and second. Um, you know, ball in front of you, just can't make the last out of third there. You know, with, you know, big inning kind of rally, get, you know, going and kind of kill the momentum. Um, so, yeah, there's not really an excuse for that one. So you mentioned uh, momentum playing a big part in today's game. Um, was there anything after the, I believe it was the eighth inning that they scored the sixth run, was there anything that you spoke to the team to try to get that ninth inning momentum going back? Not so. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to have a team speech, but I, yeah. yeah, I think you, um, you know, you try to get the guys going as much as you can. Our staff is really good of, you know, trying to, you know, get the guys going inside that, uh, inside the dugout and a lot of the bench players are, you know, still, you know, it, it's up to the, the, the coaching staff to, to keep the, um, positivity going inside no matter what happens um, and our staff does a really good job pipe rod mapes all those guys are really good at that but um, yeah I, it felt like we had the right guys up top of the order coming up um, to, to do something with and we we put a good run on it uh, at it and just didn't come through didn't finish it skipping that eighth inning I know Fraley's been a tough out but that ball that he hits uh, that ends up getting between Arise and Guriel is that just a simple, a, a simple as maybe better communication in that situation yeah I have to high home it from my angle it looked like they both probably could uh, thought each other was going to get it I'm not really sure I have to look at it again but it looked, it looked initially like Yuli went for it and then kind of stopped when he saw Rise and Rise couldn't get to it so I it it was one of those, you know, in between ones, and um, just maybe a, some miscommunication, like you said. But I have to take a, a look at it. Um, you know, that's obviously a, a big hit by by uh, Fraley. And um, but I, I, to be honest with you, from my angle, it's just tough to see until I high home it. Good. Thank All you. right, you guys. All right, that was manager Skip Schumacher. What did we learn? We learned that the new rules can also affect the Marlins in a negative way. Yuli Gurriel steps up to the plate with the bases loaded, gets called for a pitch clock violation. He is then down 0-1 in the count, and you just can't do that against someone like Diaz of Cincinnati. Gurriel ends up punching out, and that's all she wrote yesterday for the Marlins as they have now lost five in a row at home at Lone Depot Park. They look to change that uh, this afternoon against this same Cincinnati Reds team and look to avoid a sweep this afternoon. All right, let's head down to listen to what Sandy Alcantara had to say following his loss against the Cincinnati Reds. Sandy, I know, you know, probably not happy with the, the six runs allowed, but do you feel like this was a start where you maybe pitched better than the final line would say? How do you assess this one? Uh, first, I want to say thank God for keeping me hooked in the game. 
don't know. I just want to be able to compete, you know, and go outside with my best stuff, you know, and I don't know, maybe they, they take advantage, you know, they, they send the bat. That's, that's what happened today. Do you feel like some of the maybe mistakes that you got away with last year are being hit more this year? Maybe some bad luck compared to last year? You don't want to be perfect. Never. Never that will happen to you, especially when you are a human. So, I mean, have a great season last year. You know, I mean, this year, I mean, they just think uh, they get a swing early. So, because last year was, you know, doing my best. So today, this year, so they maybe take advantage, you know, they swing the perfect pitches. Of a Fraley home run, the slider, and play it leaked over the middle. Where were you trying to put that pitch? Uh, you know, just go backdoor slider, you know. I don't know what it what was that a piece, maybe just in the middle and he swing it. The uh pitch the, the the play as well, Ramos, the double that Jazz gets hurt on. Was location where you wanted it and just how did you what was your reaction seeing Jazz on the ground like that? Uh bad location on that piece, you know, and Jazz give his hundred percent to cut the ball, you know, that not happen. You know, everybody feels sad about it, you know, because he take him out of the game hurt. So, I mean, let's see how we come tomorrow. You know, hopefully he, he can be healthy tomorrow and keep playing tomorrow. I know Mel mentioned that, you know, you guys have been working on maybe a couple of things mechanical. What do you think maybe you've kind of tried to focus on in, in these last couple of outings in particular where you have been able to work deeper into the ball game? I mean, we was working before on my mechanic, so well, we feel so ready. So just want to be able to have a great season this year. So go outside and compete, help my team win. So that that don't happen. So I just feel bad about it. All right, that was Sandy Alcantara. We are right back at it, a 141st pitch. Braxton Garrett toes the rubber for Miami. I've got Marlins on deck at 110. Got a bunch of good content out at Marlins Radio on Twitter. Our Inside Corner Show with Nick Fortes. Make sure to check that out. As always, thanks for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.